Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Adapt This. This episode, we're diving into the animated movie Superman Batman Apocalypse, which was released on September 28th, 2010, was directed by Lauren Montgomery and written by Tab Murphy. The voice cast features the classic combination of Kevin Conroy, Tim Daly, Susan Eisenberg, and a couple others that you might recognize that we talk about throughout the episode, as well as the new additions of Summer Glau, who plays Supergirl, and Andre Brower, who plays the infamous villain Darkseid. This movie is based on the Batman Superman, or Superman Batman, depending on your preference. I don't know. Just saying. Story arc, it was the second story arc, I believe, the Supergirl from Krypton, which was written by Jeff Loeb and has art by the late, great Michael Turner. Now, that book was released from May of 2004 to October of 2004. Now, this episode, I am joined by Kanan Hess. He's a member of the Legion of Booster Heroes. We had a great time recording this. Even though I say that on all of them, we really do have a great time recording all of these episodes. And I hope you enjoy it. And as a quick reminder, you can always um, tweet at us at Adapt This. Now, just something quickly I'm going to throw in here. I have been asked a couple of different times by a couple of different fans the best way to support this show. And we don't really have a Patreon set up or anything just yet. But all I ask, if you are enjoying the show, just go on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review if you feel so inclined. Uh, comments are always appreciated as well. We have a couple in there already, and I, I really do appreciate it. You can always email us directly as well at... Are you ready? You're gonna, I'll give you a minute to get your pen and pencil or whatever or get your phone out so you can take this note down. Adapt this podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's adapt this podcast at gmail.com. Any questions you have, any suggestions, any um, title that you're looking forward to, please let me know. Anyways, now that we've gotten all that business out of the way, let's get the theme song rolling and all of that. And let's just jump right into Superman, Batman, Apocalypse. All right. Well, hey, hi, Kanan. Well, hi. How well, you doing, Greg? Fancy running into you here. Oh yeah, look at that. At Adapt the Studios. Yeah, I was just walking in the neighborhood and I yeah. happened to walk on by and I saw that your house was open. So I, yeah. I sorry, I just walked in. <laughs> it's fine. One of your dogs attacked me, but yeah, uh, just smothered fine. you in licks. And <laughs> right, right. Attacking doesn't always have to be a negative. Thing, I was but. drenched at the end of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, good to be here. Awesome. Um, so first thing we like to start with is kind of what we watched and what we read. So for those of you at home uh, listening, you probably already know that we watched Superman Batman Apocalypse, which is based on the Superman Batman. It's the second story arc, I believe, from I think it's way back in 2004. So this story is 15 years old. Whew. It's nuts. Heck. Um, the storyline was called, I believe it was called The Last Girl from Krypton, or The Supergirl from Krypton. Yes. 
Uh, so that's what we read. Six issues, one movie, one hour and 20 minutes long. Uh, why Why did you choose this, Kanan? Well, that is a wonderful question. I just blindfolded myself and I just pointed at the screen. And I was like, all right. You're like this, this one. one. <laughs> no. Uh, so the Kara storyline always intrigued me just because you're so used to the Superman mm-hmm. layout mm-hmm. where he's the hero. He's the one who primarily, you know, he's OP. And I always was fascinated by just the super. Uh, Supergirl, Superwoman, however you want to pronounce it, the Supergirl, Supergirl. storyline, yeah. yeah. And I just, you know, always like to think of because, which we'll get into a little bit later. Clark is always, you know, like he sometimes gets alone, yeah. which we'll get into, and it's nice for him to have somebody who can share the same problems that he has, mm. because you know Bruce Wayne, like he's very tactical and his brain, you know, he's very intelligent, so he's like, and. Sometimes, you know, he gets along with Clark, but sometimes Clark, as we find out in this comic, he's alone. Yeah. <laughs> he feels it. So it's always nice to have someone else to hang yeah. out with. Absolutely. Car. Hashtag car. Yeah. I remember. I read these when they first came out, uh, single issues. I bet you I have them in there somewhere in that pile of boxes. Um, this was not the first time that they introduced Supergirl. However, this was a reintroduction into Supergirl. Right. She was dead for a while, right? She was, well, then well, they. Yes. I mean, that was like kind of like a. So it's messy. Like right. that stuff is messy. Infinite Crisis is, or Crisis on Infinite Earths, I should say, is very messy. So essentially, in Days of Old, when Nights Were Bold, they didn't really have a coherent multiverse. It was just a whole bunch of stories. Mm. And sometimes characters showed up in other stories and sometimes they didn't. And it never really made sense if you thought about it as an overarching universe. So like you, you would have like Adam West Batman show up in one and then like, it would be like your traditional Batman that we have show up in another. Right. And it's the same Batman, but it doesn't make sense why they're so different. Yeah. So what they did was in the eighties, they just like annihilated everything, (laughs) right? put everything on one earth. And then Mm. they just grew it out from there. And from there, the multiverse started to show up. And um, they've rebooted it a couple times since. So this, what actually we are reading, is no longer considered canon. Oh, darn. Well, so, that's all right. Yeah. Still a good story, It's still a great story. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This is actually um, Michael Turner illustrated this. Michael Turner. I have I have some slim pick. I have some things about Michael Turner. He's great. He's great. Fantastic. He's also I'm, dead. Yeah. Oh, he is? Really? Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh. Michael Turner, um, he died of cancer, actually. Oh, hot dog. Mm-hmm. And I don't... It was in 2008. Okay. So, wait. When it, when this, was this, this published? This was 2004. Okay. So, a little bit after this was published. Okay. Yeah. So, it was a big thing. It was a big... Like, it shook the whole comic industry because he was a big name back then. Yeah. Like, you couldn't get away from him. He he actually had his own um, line of comics. Really? And actually, we'll get to it in here, but there's an Easter egg as well. Oh, an Easter egg of like things that he's of one thing he created. Ooh, okay. Yeah, they sneak it in there. I didn't catch it when I first read it, and I caught it on the the reread this time, mm. which is great. So we start off in Gotham City, right? Mm. It's dark. It's dark. You got a zeppelin up in the sky, like you always do in Gotham, <laughs> and you kind of have um, the bat boat just not parked, anchored, I just guess. chilling, just uh, yeah, chilling, yeah, uh, floating, <laughs> floating, yeah. And we we go into Batman underwater with all of his gizmos. And I, I really like Michael Turner's art style. Yeah. Uh, something that not you might not know, and maybe some people won't know listening to this. One of his creator-owned projects was called Fathom. And it was about, I read it, but very loosely, about an underwater world. 
Hmm. And like kind of like a superhero version of Little Mermaid, kind of. Okay. But they don't have like... Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's very interesting. But you can kind of tell that he's used to drawing underwater because like he shines in this part. Absolutely. And he, he wasn't used to like drawing superheroes, right? Was that... Or he, or this particular style of superhero. So he specializes in women. Okay, is what you'll kind of notice. Is like, (laughs) yes, all of the women look like amazing, and the men are just like kind of awkward looking. Mm -hmm. Especially Batman in his cape, because like from a anatomy perspective, like when he's draped, it doesn't make sense. Mm. Like he's got this big like upper torso, right, and then just like, and then it tapers into like a teeny tiny waist. Yeah, because he's used to drawing like the busted like yeah. the women and figure. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And even, uh, even his women though aren't like they're fairly large breasted. Yeah, but, but not it's, like it's nothing for what that time was. Hmm. If you ever look up um, Joe Majora, he's ridiculous. Oh, really? He's got he, like, like overdoes it like watermelons. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like yeah, like right now we're working with probably like a mellow, like a like a cantaloupe. Okay, at biggest. Cantaloupe to watermelon. Cantaloupe. Gotcha. And then his is ridiculous. <laughs> so anyways, we have Batman kind of looking for something. And he's following this trail of colored rocks. And what are those colored rocks, Kanan? Those are watermelons. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> those are. Big, glorious watermelons. <laughs> Throwback. Uh, so those are Kryptonian uh, crystals or just kryptonite, kryptonite as yeah. they say. Yep. Uh, one thing I want to point out already, just mm-hmm. based off of comparison from the film to the the, the comic to the film, mm. there's no conversation going on between Superman and Batman right now. Yeah, that, that, is, that's a big thing. Right, yeah. because this is where you can really see that Clark is really alone. He wants to be in the action. He yeah. wants to be with Bruce and be like, oh, let me. And then during while he's underwater looking around, he's just like, hey, stay where you are. Blah, blah, blah. And then he finds these Kryptonian rocks on the ground. It's not just that whole dialogue, but there's a lot of inner monologue that you get from Batman and Superman that is just not in the movie. Right. And that's actually a common thing throughout all these animated movies I found is you get a lot of the flavor from this inner dialogue Hmm. and it's just not in the movie. It's just missing. It's just missing. Yeah. At some point, there's even the... I remember reading where Clark's saying like, Batman, he doesn't even know... Uh, this going on and then like they're having parallel thoughts yeah. at the same time and i'm like oh that's that's kind of funny and sometimes like their parallel thoughts like interact with each other right which is really neat <laughs> and like they, they're like because like right now superman's in space i think he's on the moon in the watchtower keeping him safe on the yeah moon. so batman finds following this trail he finds a spaceship it's a very organic looking spaceship yeah like i would say it looks like a bug almost yeah i would say that too yeah it looks uh i'm just trying to think I think the bugs like the best description i'm thinking of uh oh gosh reminds me of halo like one of the yeah um oh gosh. The banshees is that yeah the banshees yeah. yeah or the ghosts yeah the, yeah the purple i think we're ghosts yeah, yeah yeah ghosts yeah yeah it does look like something straight out of halo like yeah. one of the the um alien ships i dig it uh batman gets an alert that someone has invaded the bat boat like almost immediately hmm. so he kind of um grapple hooks on to actually it's not even a grapple hook it's a harpoon oh if you look at that that's a bat harpoon whoa a bat poon oh yeah i do see that that's amazing i didn't notice that yeah i didn't even know that the fact that you could shoot underwater like that thing and it just attached because like in the film when he's shooting it it's like 
the trajectory just goes up. Yeah. It's the ship. I'm like, wow, that's incredible aim. He's, yeah. Well, he's Batman. Well, he's Batman. He's, yeah. <laughs> that's what he, does. he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> so uh, he latches on. Mm-hmm. The ship explodes. And he's just kind of like hunched over like, Batman. Right. What just happened? Like, it looks like the cover of Soul Reaver, if you ever remember that game. It's oh, like yeah, Hunched over, like, boom. boom it's like, it's like the, the coloring in this book is amazing. It's always, like, very rich, very warm, golden, orange, no matter where you go in. Yeah. Which I really dig. Which uh, later with the with the, the hell spores. Like yeah, which we'll get to later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, give it away. Don't spoil <laughs> Don't the thing already. Don't spoil it. Jeez, Kanan. <laughs> uh, so we, we go to a random alley where the person who... <laughs> This part's amazing. Yeah. The, the person who stole the bat boat turns out to be what looks like a young blonde female. Naked lady. Naked. And she's butt ass naked. Butt naked. She's butt naked. So she goes up and there's these three guys. Right. And I love this part because the first guy who looks kind of like a sleazier. Actually, he's not. He kind of looks like a Tyler Durden-esque with a goatee. Hmm. Like he's got those like I don't know he's kind of has that look to me. Yeah, I could see that. Like, what are you talking about the home improvement guy? No, no, no. Oh, okay, no, no, no. I was about to say okay, because no, that's no. Tyler, someone else. Yeah, Tyler Dirt. No, he kind of he like he looks kind of like a sleaze ball. Yeah, a he goes bit. right up and he goes. I guy Fieri, uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even with the <laughs> oh, or a thinner Guy Fieri. Sorry. Yeah, oh, he actually does actually look a lot like Guy Fieri. Yeah, you're right. Either one. But he walks right up to her, right? And he's just like, hey, I bet you're one of the Swedish stewardesses. Mm-hmm. And then he goes out to, like, touch her or reach for her. And she immediately breaks his index and middle finger. That's right. And they're, you could tell because they're highlighted in red. And you could definitely tell oh, they're yeah. broken. Yeah. And they <laughs> look. Yeah, that's not. And they have, like, the, that, like, psychedelic effect around it. Yeah. And it actually says crunch right underneath it, too. Yeah, and she's speaking Kryptonian to them the entire time. They don't, they don't know what she's yeah. saying. So. Yeah, and, and a lot of people when they're reading this might not even know that was Kryptonian. Oh right, it, right, like so. Kryptonian is one of those things where either you can recognize it or you don't recognize it. Right, and they actually don't speak it in the movie because Kryptonian. I don't think you can actually speak it. In. I don't think it exists in like a verbal capacity. Huh. So it was actually uh, I was looking this up. It's like a ver- it's some variant of the German language. Oh, that they're actually speaking in there. Oh, okay. Which is interesting. I could tell because like in the comic text it, um, where you see that eight with the, yep. it, that's like the S for Kryptonian. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That's yeah. the only way that I know. Otherwise I'm just like, okay, you're they're like, just what? Did the, drawing lines. Did the letterist <laughs> mess up? <laughs> is that windings? <laughs> it probably is windings. Yeah. Uh, oh. so then his buddy is just like, Hey, what's he like? I know he's a jerk. Come on. But like, that's not cool. And then she just like, Palms him into yeah. a whole bunch of. I like how we both just did like that palm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Get out of here. Yeah, uh, like but, an Iron Man kind of like the repulsor. He just yeah, puts almost. his palm out, but instead of it shooting something, it just pushes a human far away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is the part I love, which is the third guy. There's three of them. <laughs> oh yeah, the third guy <laughs> just disavows the whole thing. Goes, I don't know them. I don't know anything to do with them. And Kate and I were talking about this when we were watching the movie, where it's like, we like to think that these three, like, grew up together. They're best friends. <laughs> like, the lifelong friends. Like, one of them was the best man in the others. And it was maybe this whole big <laughs> drama where they could both couldn't be the best men. Right. And immediately, this guy is just like, hey, lady. I had nothing to do with these guys. Please, <laughs> just take my coat. It's got to be worth two, $400. It's take- probably worth $20. Yeah, probably. <laughs> she doesn't know what monetary value no. is. Like, she don't care. It's like, oh, thanks for the coat. So she takes the coat. She takes off. 
And Batman, you don't even see Batman, you see the shadow. Mm. And he's just like, tell me what you saw. So she runs off, gets hit by a car. <laughs> I love this. This is a big difference from the movie. Right, and right. The book too. <laughs> yeah. And then the book, this guy's just like, hey, lady, what did you do to my car? <laughs> yeah, what did you do? What, what the hell? What's wrong with you? <laughs> and in the movie, the guy's just like, hey, are you okay? Hey, lady, are you all right? Like genuinely concerned for her well-being. Like the script writer's like, ah, we didn't like that in the comic. Yeah. We got to change that. <laughs> we got to have this a character, a driver one, be a little bit more sympathetic. Mm. To uh, the girl getting hit by the car. And that kind of changes a lot of the dynamic, too, where right in the book, the first four people she meets are just like dirtbags. Right. And more worried about their well-being than others. Right. Which kind of begins to shape, I think, Earth for her a little bit, even though she can't really understand it. She sees the stoplight go red. It immediately triggers something in her. Heat blasts the building by accident. And she's running away. She's freaking out. Her right. jacket should be tied a lot tighter. <laughs> it should be. But she doesn't know how to tie it. She doesn't know how to tie, tie a trench coat yet. Right. Uh, police show up. And it just kind of escalates from there. They get they start shooting her. And she just like floats. She goes up. She doesn't even know she's doing it. She's just in the air all of a sudden. It's flying around. She manages. It's it's very much like uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yes, I was thinking that too because like she like first she starts like going airborne and you know it's fine like she's flying but then she goes upside down and then yeah. she's like she's, she's like, flying no, no. upwards still she has no idea what she's doing. Yeah, it's like reverse gravity and so she, she ends up grabbing onto this building and Batman's just there and he's just like this is enough. Yeah, right. And he's starting to piece things together. He's seen her strength. She has heat vision and now she can fly. Mm. she keeps on going up and up and up. She crashes into a Zeppelin, which Gotham just needs to give these up. Right. Because nothing good ever comes out of them. Yeah, I mean. Best case scenario, they're just floating there for no reason. Worst case scenario, they become a hazard if an alien shows up. Yeah, or anybody with a firearm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Literally anyone. Or a match. With a projectile of any kind. (laughs) A slingshot, perhaps. Right, yeah, maybe. The Zeppelin's going down. Batman finally calls and Superman says, come on down. There's a job for you. Right. And up until this point, well, at least in the movie, yeah. Superman, nowhere, n- no communication. Right. He just happens to show up at the time. But in this one, you could see that Batman's like, all right, well, I'm going to give him something to do. Yeah. While I uh, carefully sneak away with yeah. Kara to look at it. <laughs> uh, so Superman saves the day in a nutshell. He, we have that classic Superman hero pose where he starts from the bottom of it. And then tries and lifts it up and lifts it away. Yep. And it goes into Gotham Harbor. We're in a random penthouse suite, it looks like. Oh, yeah. Where top of the tower, yeah. Yeah, where Supergirl. I thought it was a greenhouse at first, but I think it's just like an office of, of some kind. like With some, some really crazy shrubbery. Yeah. Super, or, we don't know if she's Supergirl yet. Uh, this <laughs> right. un, unknown Kryptonian, supposedly right. blonde girl is crying she's in the fetal position she's visibly upset batman immediately i don't know who you are (laughs) i don't know i don't like you i don't trust you not one bit pulls out kryptonite knocks her out confirmed kryptonian confirmed confirmed (laughs) uh tell us the next scene ganon all right so the next scene we are in bruce wayne's uh, or AKA Batman. Sorry, mm-hmm. spoiler alert. If you spoiler. haven't read any of the Batman's before, what? <laughs> Bruce, what? <laughs> We're in the caverns of uh, his lair, and he's right now. There is a machine. Uh, so this unknown Kryptonian is laying on a bed, hands shackled. It's being scanned by 
Bruce Wayne's uh, technology of some sort. It's a laser scanner. He's getting all this information, blood type, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> literally social security like number, making a social security number so he can have it. <laughs> right. Exactly. And then uh, that's, he's looking at a screen right now, just observing what's going on, mm-hmm. observing her DNA. Mm. She wakes up pissed off. Obviously she starts screaming. She's going to break some stuff. She <laughs> takes off and is caught by the ankle or I should say the calf by Superman mm. who ends up talking to her with the same exact lettering that she is talking with. <laughs> now this, this page in the comic really is funny to me because it, I didn't realize it till the end, but yeah. they have that like a uh, Kryptonian decipher where you can, you can decipher the message yeah, of yeah. the, of the comic and see what they're actually saying. I'm like, I don't want to spend any time <laughs> writing down, deciphering what they're saying, but right. they gave the decipher message at the end. Hmm. Which, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. But other than that, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of us are just like, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah we get it. They're talking. Yeah. They seem to be okay because he's there. He yeah. has his arms behind his back. He's just like, oh, yeah. Laying on an air hammock there. You, yeah. You can actually read their body language pretty well, too, which yeah. is a lot. I'm talking about Michael Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's just kind of going off. And then, and then Batman <laughs> is just like, <laughs> just like, what did she say? What are you talking about? And then he's like, this is my cousin, Kara Zor-El. She is from Krypton. And this is the goes to what you were talking about, about him being alone. Mm-hmm. Um, immediately, his body language is eased up a little bit. He's happy. He's smiling. Superman, yeah. I should say, is, is happy and smiling. Mm. And um, trying to cover his half-naked cousin with a cape, <laughs> and, a, a cape. and a sheet. Yeah. Some guy. A little foreshadowing because he's got the S on, on the oh, cape. Oh, yeah. Right yeah on a little yeah, bit there. Chest, yeah. <laughs> And then even the, which we were talking about earlier, the inner monologue where he's like, uh, Superman says, I am not alone. Yeah. Like he's, he's finally found somebody, even if he, they don't know what their true intentions are yet. He's yeah. like, I'm rolling with it. And Batman's just like, who or what are <laughs> we dealing with here? <laughs> exactly. He's, he's the smart one. Classic of, of Batman. Classic Batman. And that's something I wanted to discuss a little bit too. Cause when yeah. I even read the first page, I could already tell that. You know, there's always that duality with Superman and Batman where, yeah. you know, Bruce, he grew up, he had parents. Uh, well, when he was a kid, technically in this comic verse, it, did his parents die when he was young? Yeah. And in, in every single universe, except actually, I think every single universe that I've ever read with Batman in it, his parents die when he's at a young age. I would say nine at the latest. Oh, gotcha. Is generally when that happens. Cool. Yeah. Well, not cool, but yeah. In, yeah. In, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like Bruce, he even though like he was orphaned, like he's okay with being alone. Like he's accepted that as his reality. Well, he traveled the world alone. Oh really? Well, so like that's his whole thing is when he, the, um, Christopher Nolan movies actually got it. Oh yeah. When he travels and yeah, he just took off at one point point. he's just like, I'm going to go travel the world. I'm going to go train and be like the best at everything. Right. And he's used to it. And it's only when Robin shows up with Dick Grayson for the first time where he starts to not be so alone. Like he's always kind of had Alfred, Right. And Alfred is as much of a father figure to him as his own father was. But he's very much just like, I tune everything out. I'm Batman. I do this alone. Right. And like that, that's why I like, I like Robin a lot. Hmm. Not to deviate too much because it's just like a very small light in this like really dark universe that Batman just lives in. Yeah. And it's interesting that Dick went through the, almost the same exact thing as Bruce. But they oh, ended really? up being completely different people. Huh. So Dick, he, I think he was about the same age when his parents died and Bruce took him in. 
But instead of being just like, I'm Batman, he's just more of like the DC universe's Spider-Man. Almost. Huh. Like he's very quippy. He likes to like just make fun of people and talk. Like, did you watch Batman Beyond? Batman Beyond. Uh, I did when I was a kid, yes. but ever since then, no. He's, he's very similar to Terry McGinnis. <laughs> okay. Because Terry likes gotcha. to talk. That's his big thing. He's a big, he's a big he's chatter. A big, he's a big chatter. And that throws his opponents off balance. And mm-hmm. that's what Nightwing does. Where Bruce is just like this big hulking menace. Right. And he just like punches dude as hard as he can. Well, even even recently, Lego Batman movie, that Robin is very much of like a talkster too. Yep. So that's like so you're saying Dick Grayson, Dick Grayson very much is, quippy, like Yeah, like like just picture Spider Man in the Batman universe. Yeah. And that's what that's almost exactly Dick Grayson. He later becomes Nightwing and then yep. Jason, is that so the second one? Jason Todd, yeah. That was Jason um, Todd. Because that's what they refer in here. That was the time. second one. In the book they refer to this. In the movie they don't. Right. So Jason Todd was the second Robin who died. Ooh. And it was a gruesome death. And um, that one, I won't go into it too, too much because we just went into it last episode. But mm. Jason Todd came back shortly after this book happened. Mm. So this book is very interesting because it takes place in between two major part of, parts of Batman's life. It takes place right after the Hush story arc, which is what he refers to when he says, I thought someone came back. Mm. I thought he was back and it turned out to be like someone masquerading as Jason Todd. Right. That was Clayface. Oh, Clayface. Gotcha. Yeah. And then um, and Under the Red Hood, which takes place after this, is Jason Todd actually coming back. Who's the Red Hood? Anyways, <laughs> so, so the, yeah, back so, to the book. Yeah, back to the book. Back to Bruce, the book. He's, he's okay with being alone. Superman, mm-hmm. like, he is not. <laughs> right. Basically, that was what I was trying to, to so, get at there. Like, that duality, I really like. Oh, yeah, that's what makes their relationship super interesting. Yeah. Is they're, like, they are probably top five best friend groups in the DC universe. I would say arguably first place or second place. Hmm. And they're just opposite sides of the coin, which is wonderful. Yeah. So we have Batman examining um, Kara's spaceship and the inscription, which is written in Kryptonian translates to this vessel carries my daughter, Kara Zor-El from the now dead planet Krypton. Treat her as you would your own child for you will see the treasure. She will be for your world. And I love Batman's first thought. <laughs> Did we translate the word treasure properly? <laughs> right. Are you sure that's what it means? Are you sure? We might want to double check that. Uh, check the, the source on that one. And, yeah. <laughs> Did we check all of our sources on this? Are they cited properly? Uh, check we, Wikipedia. And we, we carry the two and get treasure. <laughs> um, so and then and Superman is just like, yes, it's not For terror. It's time. not trouble. It's, it's treasure. We're mm-hmm. fine. And they have a little bit of a of a back and forth. They kind of talk about things that happened in the past arc, which we don't really need to go into too much. Right. And we hear this kind of like banging, crashing. Supergirl busts in. She's just like, this is this is the best part, yeah. right? Yeah. So she in, in the book, she just breaks in. She goes, it hates me. I don't know why. I, I didn't do anything. I swear. In the movie, she's screaming in Kryptonian. She's yelling in Kryptonian. And the first thing Bruce says, he's just like, speak in English, <laughs> speak in English. <laughs> I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear that nonsense. <laughs> well, that reminds me of like Anchorman when Ron's like talking to Baxter is like, you know, in English, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's like, say it like it is, please. But it's so funny because it's just like, I don't know. It just, it's just, he's more of a dick in the, he's the such movie. He's a dick in the movie. Yeah. 
It's really funny. And he, he like quips a lot in the movie too. Not so much in the book, but in the mm. movie he does. Yeah. So Crypto is hot on our tail. For those who don't don't know who Crypto is, he is the super dog. Mm. Uh, he's on it. doesn't like Kara for some reason. In the movie, Bruce says something along the lines of, well, I've always found him to be a great judge of character, which is like a nice little quip dig into Clark. Right. In the book, Clark actually kind of turns against Crypto a little bit, which I don't appreciate one Hmm. bit, where he says, this dog hates everybody. Right. And that's just not true. Not true at all. No, he likes Batman. Yeah, that's true. Seems like Superman. (laughs) I'm assuming he likes Superboy because they pal around a lot in it. Yeah. And that's the big thing in this, too, is Superman doesn't have anyone from Krypton, but he does have like a makeshift family around him, which Hmm. is interesting. So you have Superboy who is um, half Lex Luthor, half Superman. You have Steel, who is just like a fanboy, essentially, like loves Superman. So he kind of like when Superman died, dressed up as him. And he's like he's like the Iron Man almost of the DC universe. Hmm. Where he built his own Iron Man suit and just like it's all silver and he's got the red cape. Right. And then you have, you, he, there's a different Supergirl at one point that wasn't even from Krypton. She oh. was a shape-shifting alien. Which was really neat. His name was Supergirl? Yep. She was like the first Supergirl. Linda Danvers was oh. her name. Yeah. And if you watch the CW um, Supergirl show, that's where they get the last name Danvers from. Oh. Yeah. I've yeah. never seen that show. It's not But great. I know plenty. <laughs> You're not missing much, unfortunately. That's <laughs> yeah, all right. DC, you know, some of the shows, they have really great shows. Yeah. And some, you know, it's just like the, the Marvel ones, too. You know, yeah. sometimes you really uh, hashtag Iron Fist. I'm sorry. I, I oh, Iron Fist rip. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I found that the animated movies, even at their weakest, to be a lot better than the stronger of the DC um, mm. live actions. Yeah, the animation I've always loved ever since I was a kid, too. Like, yeah, I didn't care. Like back when you were a kid, you don't really care if it's Marvel or DC as long as it tells a good story. But like, right. I know Mask of the Phantasm. I mean, yeah, that comes to classic. mind. I mean, that's like one of the best Batman films and it's an animated. So we have Supergirl walking through um, kind of just like the armory the Jurassic Park of the Fortress of Solitude, like to refer to it. Batman kind of just Batmans his way in, and he can't really sneak up on Supergirl. Mm. And this is something that's almost right out of the the movie as well. Like the the book and the movie are so similar. Mm. Where I think this at this point when we were watching it, I was like, I'm just gonna pull out the book. Yeah. Right. I like I can follow this line for line. Yep. And for most of it it didn't disappoint. It's pretty pretty yeah. spot on. Yeah. Yeah, for a lot of it. Yeah. So he's kind of asking, like, what were your parents' names? What was this? What was that? And she's like, I, you know, I don't know this. And she's very distraught. She knows. She tells him the last thing she remembers, mm-hmm. which was her father's name. Doesn't remember her mother's name, but her father's name and what happened and how she was put on a ship when Krypton was exploding. And her ship was kind of um, locked on to her cousin, Kalel's ship. And... Everything blew up, and next thing she knows, she's floating in Gotham City, <laughs> essentially. At this point, Superman's just like, you know what? She's been in solitude enough. I think you're ready. Well, well, there's that all. There's that one line too. Yeah, that Kara says to to Bruce, where she's like, "Why is it so important to you? Or why don't you trust me?" Mm-hmm. And then that one line where he's like, "Because you desperately want me to." Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which so, they did not mention in the movie. This is he said hugely different, different. Yeah, because. Here, this is the best line, right? In the in the whole book, I'm convinced. Hmm. Second, maybe 
number one of top five lines is this one. And this is Batman's mentality in a nutshell. Hmm. If someone wants Batman to trust them, he immediately doesn't. Because why do you want me to trust you? What do you have to gain from this? Right. What's your motive? Well, right. Ulterior motive. And in the movie, he says something completely different. Hmm. I don't even remember what he says. No, it's something like, uh, she's like, why don't you tr- trust me? And he's like, Clark's. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's something along the lines of like, people have tried to take advantage of Clark before. He's almost like a protective older brother at that right. point. Which yeah. is also kind of interesting. But this line is just like, boom, got her. Yeah. Like, that's it. I, yeah, I was saying this to you earlier, but I'll say it to the uh, yeah. listeners at home. Yeah. Like when he said that line, uh, when I read it, I was like, oh, shoot. I like evaluated my life and be like, how many times have I maybe done that? Someone would be like, oh, trust me. He's just really want me to. It's like, oh, yeah. shoot. Yeah, now when someone says that, you're going to be like, <laughs> I don't. I don't. Be like, Why? It's like, because you desperately want me to. Exactly. I will quote it verbatim. <laughs> verbatim. <laughs> yeah. Batman 2004. <laughs> um, nice. we're, we're brought to... <laughs> We're brought to the world of Apocalypse, where Granny Goodness is screaming for her furies. Now, um, did you watch the animated series of Superman? Uh, no, I don't think. Okay, I did. so here's what I really usually I save this for a little bit later, but I'm I'm super curious about what you thought when Granny Goodness is speaking. Mm-hmm. What kind of voice do you hear? <laughs> so, uh, wow, that's a good question. So. I was a little bit thrown off because I didn't know how she speaked until I saw the movie. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, okay. So I thought it was a woman. You know, I thought it was just yeah. like an elderly woman. Maybe uh, I'm trying to think. The wrinkles on the face give this like, I, I get like this. Uh, like a like Skeletor kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Finally, there is one among you. You know, like yeah, a yeah. witch a little bit. Yeah. Like an evil woman. Lady. That's interesting. <laughs> Not <laughs> Carl from Up. Yeah. Because so in the movie, it was Edward, Edward Asner that does the voice of Granny Goodness, which is he also did the voice in the animated series. And the first time I ever heard of or had seen Granny Goodness was on the animated series. So that's the only voice that I hear. And when it's not that, it's just weird for me. (laughs) Okay, And it's really funny that it is Carl from Up, Mm. which is hilarious. Yeah. But like that, like deep in he kind of like softens his voice a little bit well yeah which is nice hmm. but yeah anyways so we see granny kind of yelling at her furies which are kind of like her warriors uh her elite force <laughs> which by the way i thought when i was reading it that it was pronounced furries <laughs> <laughs> but but now that That's now amazing. that i've uh, i've heard it in the film i've heard you say it a couple of times i now know that it's it's not furries, furries. It's furious. Although by their outfits, you wouldn't know. Right. <laughs> right. Which that's that the, the next page. Literally, I have some something. Wait, no, it doesn't happen yet. No. Yeah. So well, yeah, the, it does. Yeah, it yeah does. the next page is, is this the lineup where everyone or uh, burn is a burn a death. Burn a death. Burn a death. Sure. I just realized what that name meant. <laughs> Anyways, burn a death is just kind of like giving off everyone's name. Right. So you have burn a death. Stompa, yeah, who looks like stomps a fe- around. Yeah, it looks like one of the um, like a female version of like the Mario bricks. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lashina, Lashina, who looks like she's into all kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> Mad Harriet, who is a female Joker. Oh, like, like okay. if like I could see that. Like that's what she looks like to me, right? Like she looks like if the Joker was a woman and was an Amazon warrior at the same time. <laughs> yeah, very much. I can yeah. see that. You got that that wide smile. Yep. Yeah. Wow. I can yep. see that. And the, the kind of green hair. 
But these names are a guillotina. A guillotina, Gu- right? Guillotina, right. Yeah. They, I don't know. This just feels like they pulled these names from the street, like uh, well, Lashina, so, Stampa. So this is these characters were created by Jack Kirby, who's like classic. Like Galactus is a Jack Kirby creation, right? Silver Surfer, like all of those. So these characters were created and named in that era. Hmm. So they're not like the coolest sounding names, <laughs> right? Right. But they serve their purpose, and the new gods and. Um, Apocalypse and all of that. It's just a very interesting, very Shakespearean yeah. kind of story. So we have all these guys, all these ladies, I should say, go. Uh, taking on a new challenger who wants to be a fury and just rip her to shreds. Like this woman doesn't stand a chance. Nope. Not it's at terrible. Dark side shows up and he's kind of like, you're dis- I disappointed in you. Like you're better than this. And when you see dark side for the first time in here, you don't actually see him. He's a silhouette with red eyes mm-hmm. and some killer brow and cheekbones. Yeah, you could definitely. It's so defined. Yeah, and the, like I love Darkseid's design, like classic Darkseid. They've kind of messed with him over the years a little bit. Like if you play Injustice, he's a little like over ornate, ornated. Mm. I guess I would say he's got ornaments and shit on him, and I don't <laughs> like that. I just like classic Darkseid. Yeah. So he's just like, you got to do better. He says, bring me the girl who fell to Earth in reference to Kara Zor-El. And she's like, cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good, boss. Got to Metropolis where Kara just went on a shopping spree and turns out she loves it. And they're being stalked by Bruce, who looks like he should be arrested for being in the Matrix. Being in the Matrix. (laughs) He's got those sunglasses that are very... Well, this is written in the early 2000s, too. Yeah, yeah, so that was big right uh, around then. Very wide-eyed angles. His his hair is slicked back all the way. Yeah. I don't know what he's wearing. It's just, like, odd. And, like, they both know that he's following them. Yeah. And then in the... In the film, uh, you know, it's daytime. It's There's like a shopping montage. In it's there. so weird. It turns into a romantic comedy between cousins. And I don't know how I feel about that. Right. Like Clark's sitting on like, well, because Kara's trying on different clothes. Like she's throwing different dresses yeah. to like hold these. And he's just like, uh, she's oh, putting what? on lipstick and smearing it on her face. Yeah. Like, it's so weird. Like trying to walk in high heels. Like, okay, we, it, we get it. It was like that classic uh, makeover scene. Yeah. From like. Any late 90s, early 2000s, which is apt for this time period. Right. So, uh, yeah. Also, there's a, uh, we're still going to talk more about stuff on this page because there was one thing I wanted to talk about at the bottom. Please. Because, you know, they're talking about, Clark's talking about how he wears his glasses to like conceal his identity. And then at the bottom, she says, still, no one, nobody recognizes you just because you wear a pair of glasses. And then he just like does this face like (laughs) it. He does the Rodney Dangerfield. (laughs) Tightening his tie, and then no that's respect. it. The next, pa- the next page, nothing. Like they don't, yeah. they don't well, talk about it. They, they kind of do in the next page, yeah. and I'll tell you what I what I think I mean. Okay. So the next page, and this scene is right out of the movie, mm-hmm. or right out of the yeah, out of the movie. Like same we're, we're brought back into the same bridge, almost the same angle, mm-hmm. same conversation. Um, they walk up to the Superman um, memorial statue, I guess I will call it. Yeah. And he's got the eagle on his arm, the whole deal, and. Kara is just in awe. She's just like, this is how they see you. You're a giant. And this is what I'm talking about. Because mm-hmm. she says, you're you're their champion, bigger than life. No wonder the eyeglasses work. Nobody would look oh, right. for you dressed like them. It's a right. very similar thing. You see a celebrity out in the real world, 
you don't really expect to see them. So right. it could be just look like it could be like whatever. And I think that's what they're they're playing upon. Yeah, what they're here. alluding to. Like, yeah, you know, people are already absorbed in their lives. That you know that they might see someone in the street, but they're not going to mm-hmm. like think it's that person. Right. So, um, <laughs> Batman, Bruce. <laughs> I'm going to call him Johnny Slick because that's what oh, he looks like. Oh, there you go. We got Bruce Johnny Slick. Slick. Brucey Slick over here. <laughs> Take the sunglasses, go down, and then uh, Clark hears something. So I think it's funny that Bruce notices something before the super hearing does. Right. Hmm. They're ambushed in the park by unknown assailants at this point. But like reading this and knowing the DC Universe, you look at that rope and that's glowing gold. And there's only one person that could possibly be. Hmm. Well, Two. Nightwing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is good old... It's good old Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot. And the, the other person could have been Wonder Girl. Oh. You don't... No one... It's not. She's not in this book, not mentioned at all, but she's mm. a character that also has a lasso. Amazonians show up out of nowhere. They start attacking. And now this next scene is not in the movie, and it's oh. a shame. Darn right shame. They added some other scenes in there that, you know, I was like, uh. Yeah, some cool fight scenes, but like, it's not as cool as this. So now we have Johnny Slick, who is now Batman. (laughs) Right. Immediately. Perched on a tree. Just like perched in a tree. A really cool silhouette against like a bright city. And I love this line too. He goes, I hate Metropolis. Trees, lights, not the most, not the most effective place to work. (laughs) Right. Um, An arrow is launching at him and he just batarangs it in half. Right. It's amazing. But not only that, so he batarangs the arrow in half yeah. and then the bow in half as well. Oh, yeah. He does. Like, it does. It looks like he doesn't even look at it. It looks like he's just throwing the batarang. Yeah, like he's not even. His, yeah, he's like still perched. Yeah. It's still a profile view. <laughs> it's so cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Batman's the best. He's just like, whatever. Just, I'm going to just disarm an Amazonian warrior, one of the more powerful ones, without right. even looking. Superman is surrounded by Amazonians and he does his little tornado twirl punch thing and just takes him out immediately. (laughs) Batman takes down or is fighting Artemis, who is the fiercest of the Amazon warriors. She almost beats him, but he does a cheap shot. Yeah. He drugs her, essentially. This is the first time we see Artemis and she's wearing the weirdest costume. <laughs> the weirdest costume. This is the only thing I, I was going to talk about uh, yeah. with uh, Michael, oh, Mike Turner. Mike, My, yeah, Michael Turner. Michael Turner, yeah. It's like, I have no, like, that's just an interesting wardrobe to draw. Yeah. It's because uh, I, I could try to describe it. So it's like she's wearing a suit. Mm-hmm. Her one leg, mm-hmm. you know, is covered in, it looks like spandex, but then her other leg is completely just free, but. It's like, so I will say, picture a one-piece swimsuit right, with a single pant leg. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Yeah. yeah, it's like cut off right at the uh, interesting spots. And there's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's all right? you're going to see. Yeah, one butt cheek is completely out. Exactly. It's interesting, too, because you can't even really, like, rationalize it. Because, like, you could say, like, oh, like, her knife's there, so she doesn't want any, like, I don't know, friction or whatever. Right. But then her, but her other, other leg, leg has a knife as well. <laughs> right. So it just makes zero sense. It's just odd. Maybe she was just in a previous battle and then she got it cut and she didn't have But it's such a to... clean cut. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, you got a good point. It's I, completely I could... on purpose. Yeah. It's so, oh, the early 2000s. Yeah. Oh, she and she has that tribal tattoo too. You see that tribal oh, band? Oh, yeah, on her right arm. That's sick. Yeah. I like that. That's how you know she's badass. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the lasso gets pulled tighter. 
And no one is surprised that Wonder Woman is on the other end. Mm. And she's kind of got like a chokehold on Kara and says, she's coming with me. You're not going to stop me. Period. Boom. Right. In the movie, it's a little bit different because in the movie, she has much more of a much more lines, much more of a thing. You and didn't Batman, know it was her until later because right. the lasso was just the lasso normal. wasn't even gold. It was just like it looked like a rope at yeah. that point. And then um, the big thing is it seemed like Batman was more a part of this in this scene. Than right. What we get from the book. Hmm. It cuts to a couple months later. And Kara has been training with the Amazons. Superman still doesn't like that she's here, but he's invited every once in a while to come in. What's interesting about Themyscira, men are not supposed to be allowed on this island. Right. And there's two men. And there's two men in the (laughs) upper left. Now, this is like they used to get around this by saying men couldn't step foot on this island. Hmm. So Superman would just hover like a couple inches over the ground. Right. But Batman can't do that. Right. Batman I mean, he could technically there. just like use like a bat or the grapple hook. Yeah. Grab- yeah. Use yeah, a grapple yeah. hook and hover. Is but like, like a- that's still like, it, like yeah. Yeah. Superman. I remember it was like uh, in parts of the Caribbean mm. where like Davy Jones always has to be in water. Right. So they just put a bucket of water somewhere and you can step on that. Like it's, right. like, it's such like a rule breaker, but yeah, they've ignored it. Like they've known each other long enough at this point. They're like, yeah, we we're like, whatever. Him. You guys are cool. Yeah. You're cool. So she's sparring with Artemis, who still has that missing that leg. one leg, that one leg. <laughs> and they're the training gets very intense. Uh, Kara gets disarmed, which she has. They both have swords. It looks like Artemis is going for the kill, sh- the kill shot. And Superman grabs her like, like a, by the neck. Yeah. This is why we don't let men on the island. <laughs> Guys, this is exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> you let one guy through. Wonder Woman and Superman get into a huge argument. Which results into them kind of like dictating how Kara should be living in front of Kara. Yeah. And she doesn't like that too much. So she's like, how about what I want? And they're basically like, we don't care. (laughs) Essentially. uh, Kara flies off. Like in the film, she's like, oh, don't I have a say? And they both go, no. No. At the same (laughs) same time. time. Classic. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Kara flies off with her best friend, the Harbinger, uh, whose real name is Lila. 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 Who... We'll learn a little bit later and literally the next page. She can see the future. Mm-hmm. So Supergirl's like, you know what? This is you're my only friend. Give her a big hug. Like you can't pretty much you get the sense that they're going to be best friends for the rest of their lives. Right. Which is true for one of them. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> uh, Harbinger can't give anything away. tells him kind of her ability is she can see everyone's future but her own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, Kara should really be trusting Wonder Woman, Princess Diana. Because she's very trustworthy, she's loyal, she's reliable, she may be a little strict, but she's a good person. Hmm. Um, Kara goes off to get some, get a nice, her swim on. Yeah. I mean, I would want to go swim. Why not? It's been a long day of training. You're exhausted. Go for a nice. The sun's going down, it's cooling down. Go for a nice little dip. Uh, An orb shows up, which is how Harbinger is able to see into the future. And she sees what looks like, well, I'll tell you exactly what she sees. She sees mm. Superman holding a blonde teenage girl with his cape draped over her. Mm. And the girl looks fairly naked. Right. Doomsday invades. Hey, oh, <laughs> I love Doomsday. Yeah, he's, he's pretty. He's, he's pretty cool. He's badass. Yeah. The DC Trinity of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman are like, all right, let's take this guy down. And then before they can really finish this thought. Uh, Batman notices the boom tubes not closing, 
That's how Doomsday showed up through Boom Tube. Boom Tube. And all of a sudden, there are more Doomsdays. Mm. There are quite a bit. Multiples. There is an armada of Doomsdays. Doomsdays? Doomsdays. So do you think a multiple of Doomsday would be Doomsdays? Doomsday. Doomsday. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, Doomsday. We have a herd of Doomsday. (laughs) A flock of Doomsday. (laughs) Flock. A gaggle of Doomsday. A murder of Doomsday. A murder of Doomsday. Yes. There it is. Amazing. <laughs> so we have a murder of Doomsday, and they just, we get right into action. Batman is immediately equipped with a battle axe, which is kind of funny because it actually looks kind of like the bat silhouette. Yeah, it does. Which is really neat. And there's a line there that uh, Superman has where he's kind of thinking to himself. And he says, it's always weird to see Batman with a battle axe, but you always forget that he's a master he's a he's a trained martial artist and versed mm. in nearly every known weapon which you do forget about right because literally he just uses his batarangs yeah, and grappling kind of it and like smoke bomb mm. and that's about it sometimes the batmobile is his weapon <laughs> that's true so they're fighting the the murder of doomsday and they start to realize that doomsday isn't thinking they're not bleeding they're not alive bruce or batman kind of takes off so in in the movie it's a lot more comical than in the book because in the book you don't really notice that he's gone right until much later in the movie he's just like something's wrong and then just runs (laughs) away runs away like like you think he's a coward right his tail between his legs you see a shot of wonder woman just turning around and seeing him run away be like what the fuck where are you going (laughs) There's like a murder over here of Doomsday. We need your help, guy. Well, Superman flies up in the air and does a quick scan, x-ray vision, notices no heart, no blood, mm. uh, listens for heartbeats, notices there are none, and tells Wonder Woman to have her army stand down. She does, and Superman does. I'll call it an optic blast yeah, I'll say. of a heat vision. Like It's this crazy like giant cone, and he just annihilates all of the Doomsday. Mm. Like not one left. Now, this is a little bit different. This is where the difference is from the movie than the book. In the book, he says, I don't think I could do that twice. Right. In the movie, he feels bad about doing all of that. Right. Which is interesting. Because he <laughs> would feel bad about it. Like he doesn't in the movie, he doesn't do that scan to make sure that they're not actually living. He just does he it. just does it because he has to. Right. And then feels bad about it. Superman looks up and says, asks, where's Batman? Batman is humped. He's humped. <laughs> hunched. Humped. Batman is hunched over <laughs> in the water. Um, looks like a, a blonde teenage girl. Especially if you... He he's, humped. he's humped over a, he's humped over. a teenage girl. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, I know he likes them young, but jeez. Oh, jeez. Um, That's my cousin. And he's pretty much like, I, 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 you know, this is what happened. I didn't get here in time. Um, there were six of them. They killed her. Clark mm. picks her up, and it's Harbinger. It's Lila. Lila. That nobody really seems to care about. They're just like, all. Oh. and the movie is more of a, oh, thank God it's not Kara. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, thank God. And this is a little more somber. It's a little more like they've failed. And this panel, too, is a lot what I was talking about, where it looks like Bruce doesn't, like, anatomy speaking, shouldn't oh, yeah. exist. Yeah. It reminds it, me of, like, a mannequin. Oh. Like, he's big, but it, like... Like a mannequin where it's only the top part. Yeah. And there's no legs or anything. Hmm. It's weird. Anyways. Like inverted vase. Orb is still there. And Orb has Kara with Doomsday. Or, I'm sorry. Kara with Darkseid. Mm-hmm. And Superman with big red eyes. Just 
angry with heat vision says we're going to apocalypse and we're taking Kara back. And that was the one thing that they, um, they didn't do that a lot in this no, movie. It was not. like, it was very disappointing. Cause like, that's the big thing. And they do overuse it in this book quite a bit. Every time he gets angry, he tends he's just to, like red eyes. Yeah, red eyes. And that's not really what happens, but every once yeah. in a while, like the good indicator of when Superman is pissed off is when his eyes are red from heat vision. Yeah. And you're like, Oh God, I fucked up. Yep. And walk away slowly. Cut to the suburbs of Connecticut. I love this. <laughs> yeah. This is wonderful. Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman go to find Big Barda and Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle and Big Barda uh, were former residents of the planet Apocalypse, which is where Darkseid rules and resides. And now they just live. They, they are superheroes and they're, they're married and they're great. They mainly go to find Mr. Miracle because he's an escape artist. Unfortunately... He's not there, but his wife is Big Barda. Yeah, that and she's name is, That name is accurate. Yes. So this is the one thing that like they don't do in the movie. Her stature is a lot smaller in the movie than mm. it is in, in the book. In the book, Superman has to hover to make eye contact with her. I would say he has to a big good foot or two off the ground. Right. The, what the movie does, though, really well, and I really like, is the neighbors are a lot right. more in awe. The fact that at her doorstep, immediately, Wonder Woman and Superman. Batman breaks in through the back door, as Batman does. Right. So in the book, you have um, Mrs. Kravitz, who is just like a, kind of a dumpy looking woman. Yeah. No offense, yeah. Mrs. Kravitz. Yeah, she's got the hair curls, like you're middle yeah. aged. Like, uh, I think little... of Edward Scissorhands, like that, yes. that suburban like yeah. area where that one, I think there's that one lady that's just like the curls in the hair, yeah. like, uh, with the flowery day gown, I guess. You yeah, call that? Yeah, is that a dress? That's a perfect. Gown? Yeah, that is like, it's like a day gown. Yeah, that's sleeveless. Yeah, sleeveless. And over not watering, watering, <laughs> watering the sidewalk, watering the sidewalk. <laughs> In the uh, in the movie, everyone's literally looking around. And the one part which you point oh, out which yeah. is hilarious is they're talking in the background in the window. Mm. Our neighbors just looking in. Right. They're just like, what the fuck is going on in there? Mm-hmm. Like, We've never seen this before. And then they don't show this shot either. But when they're inside, like the neighbors are like looking through the window yeah. and they have to, like, so close good. the shutters. It's so good. Mm. Uh, so they they're welcomed inside. Barta goes, cool, you can get my help. And they go, we don't want your help. They go, no, you're if you're taking my husband's stuff. You're taking my help and I'm going with you. Hmm. Everyone suits up and they take a boom tube to Apocalypse. And that's just a badass group shot where you have Superman, Wonder Woman in front. Batman's off on the left to the side and he's got this like giant thing wrapped. It almost reminds me of, do you ever watch Trigun? Uh, No. Oh man, it's a wonderful anime. But one of the characters has this giant cross that's actually like a gun that's wrapped up and he holds it just like Batman does from there. Oh really? It's so cool. (laughs) Then you have Big Barda on the right, who is like a foot taller than everyone. It's so cool. This whole next part is a lot different in the movie than it is in the book, and mm-hmm. I like the movie part of it better. Of uh, of the next part of the of all this stuff. So essentially, what happens? They come in in the movie. Oh, right, right, they have this right. giant fight scene, mm-hmm. and it just kind of shows how badass Barda is and how she's not quite as strong as Wonder Woman, but she's still really strong. And they they establish a lot in this whole fight scene versus. In the book, they're just like, all right, we're here. We're, we're here. Let's get to work. We made it, gang. Good <laughs> job. Let's go. Let's go, team. Everyone breaks up. So you have three different groups. You have Wonder Woman and Big Barda. They track down the Furies. You have Batman, who's off on some mission. 
that we'll find out a little bit later. And then Superman goes looking for Kara. Right. What the book does is it's all very linear. We read about Wonder Woman Barda, then we read about Batman, then we read about Superman. Mm-hmm. What the movie does is jumps back and forth all through the three timelines. And I really like that. Yeah. For a movie, you kind of have to do that to like yeah. add that suspense. Yeah. Because you could just show, all right, they're fighting the Furies, which we'll find out later. And then boom, over. Oh, now it's Batman. It's nice to like keep it all rising at the same time. thematically. Yeah, I agree. I agree. As that tension. The Furies are pretty much win the fight against Wonder Roman and uh, Barda. Batman's off doing his secret mission. And the Hellhounds kind of catch scent yes. of him. And the Hellhounds are, I love the Hellhounds. <laughs> and they're almost reptilian too, a little bit in nature, yeah. which is really neat. So you have these giant dogs that are, I would say, the size of two elephants. Yeah, I would say that. Not inclu- I mean, three if you count their tailspan. Hmm. Like they're huge. They're dinosaurs. Ginormous. They're ginormous. And when I read the comic, because yeah. you know, I knew that we we're going to be watching the film, I was yeah. hoping that they would have the, the Hellhounds, Demon Dogs in there as well. And they did. And I was they like, did. oh, that's all that. I, I love it. It's so good. Done. So um, the big giant thing that was on Batman's back turns out to be it's this like hover device that Mr. Miracle uses. Also, Orion, who is dark side son, but not really his son. It's a whole thing we're not going to get into. But <laughs> right. he also uses this as well. Hmm. He's really Batman is doing something that's very unlike him. And he's relying on technology that he doesn't fully understand. Right. And he even says that he's like, depending on you, Scott, like following your plan, using your technology, hopefully this works. Because hmm. he knows that if he creates it, that it will work. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. He didn't have time <laughs> to create it. Right. Yeah. So Batman is brought into what you were talking about earlier, a room hmm. full of hell spores. Now, hell spores, for those of you who don't know, one of these makes one of the like a giant fire pit that goes down into the core of a planet. So what Apocalypse does is they use these to terraform the world. And so like a planet Earth, for example, yeah. could look more like Apocalypse. So Darkseid will rule over it. Yeah. It's a fear. It's a terror factor as well as just an environmental factor. Whole bunch. They Probably are not 500 the to be exact. <laughs> right. Probably shouldn't be in the same room. They they really shouldn't have a vault with. They yeah. should have them like hidden somewhere. It'd else, be like putting spread out all of the world's nukes in one room. <laughs> right, doesn't make sense. <laughs> right. But regardless, it's there. Yeah, the Hellhound breaks in. Uh, the Hellhound finds Bruce or Batman gets in, eats him or swallows him whole. I should say. Yeah, closes its mouth on him. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Superman finds Kara, and uh, oh, actually, Superman's going for. Dark side specifically mm. finds him demanding. Carol leaves with him. His eyes go from heat vision to not heat vision. One second flat when he sees Kara wearing uh, apocalyptic armor. Mm. And Dark side is like, "Yeah, cool, take her. She's free to go. Oh, I, Whatever you want." We forgot to mention this because, like, during the scene when you know Kara's getting the shopping, screen, oh yeah, yeah, she's yeah, wearing yeah. that like black. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't even know. And then Clark's like, absolutely not. Like seeing her wear this, you would think that she would, you know, obviously yeah. be bad. But <laughs> no, yeah, he, he doesn't care. He's just he like, care. Kara, you, you got a nice wardrobe. Yeah, change. like her That's hair nice. is all crazy. And dark side, like, that was very nice of you to do. Thank you for <laughs> yeah. helping her out. She does look like, and even more so in the movie, she looks like she belongs in Hot Topic in some way. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Or like a Matrix club scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like Zion. Yeah. The second one. Yeah. Like she's got the crazy eyeshadow going on, like everything. Yeah. So she's like, all right. Uh, Superman's like, all right, this is it. 
you're coming with me. She's safe now. And Darkseid's just like, yes, she is safe now. And he's being very, like, subtle. Hmm. And Superman's not listening. Yeah, he's like, he's like, we're out of here. <laughs> that was pretty easy. Yeah, <laughs> just oh, walked cool. in, and he's not even suspicious about that, right? Like, like Kara shows up, and Batman's immediately like, I don't trust you. Who are you? And <laughs> Superman is like, walks into the what he should be very suspicious over, right? Like, and he's just like, okay, cool. All right, yeah, you can leave. Oh, thank goodness. Let's go. I'd like to think if Superman played video games and he entered a room with a whole bunch of health in it, he wouldn't. He would always be surprised that a boss battle happens afterwards. <laughs> right. Every time. Right. Like a save point. Or, or yeah. That you get a too. save like, point. You get all your health oh. and super energy back up, all that. And you're like, oh, like, oh, oh thank you, game. That is so nice of you. Well, <laughs> let's go on to the. Oh, oh, oh no. Probably should have saved before. I, came. <laughs> I wouldn't even need to save. Look at all this health that I have. Yeah, right. <laughs> Supergirl says, you don't listen. You don't listen to me. You don't listen to anyone. This is, you know, other than your own voice. That's it. And she, like, decks Superman in the face, kicks him, body slams him, the whole deal. Darkseid demands for the fatality. We are in the second to last issue at this point. And we have Kara holding Superman by the neck. Mm. We have the Beast... That swallowed Batman whole, mm-hmm. suffering from some indigestion. Maybe. It looks like something yeah. like that. And we see um, almost a stalemate with the Furies, right? Mm. Wonder Woman does have Mad Harriet in the kill pose or in the kill shot, essentially. Mm. But Barda has a sword to her neck. Mm. Supergirl throws Superman through the window. Um, the Hound... Mouth, his mouth opens, or its mouth opens, I should say. It's like smoke coming out of smoke it. Smoke coming out, the whole thing. And Wonder Woman gets the lasso around Granny's neck. So some things are looking better than others. Yeah. The Hellhound's mouth opens, and Batman just tells one of the soldiers to strip. <laughs> yeah. says, take off your take armor now. Your, take off your clothes. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Take <laughs> off your clothes. <laughs> uh, Superman gets launched into a hell pit, hmm. and Wonder Woman pulls Granny closer to her. We have a very interesting scene in the middle of the fire of the hell pit between Kara and Superman where they're fighting and they're exchanging words and blows and dark side taking control of your mind. Yeah. Blah, blah, this blah. isn't you. And she's like, you don't know me. You don't know my life. You don't know what I've been through. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> Typical teenager. And they, the next part, they this switched a little bit. Yeah, they, they did. So tell us what happened in the movie. So in the movie, they're in the fire pit and Karen Clark, you know, they're, they're having a tussle. And then yeah. Clark's just like, all right, that's enough. I'm going to stop this right now. And he does like this clap wave yeah, it's that, weird. that like just blows her away. And yeah. then that kind of is it. Yeah. Really. And, and yeah. then she gets passed, uh, knocked out. Knocked out. Yeah. In the book, Superman uses the compartment that's in his belt buckle. That like he never uses. He even mentions it. Like, I never use this. Yeah. It's lead lined and he takes out a kryptonite ring, which also hurts him at the same time. Yeah. Now I like the kryptonite ring better than like the weird like thunderclap. <laughs> yeah. Thing. Yeah, that was very interesting. Like I don't know how much damage that would do. I mean, it would blow you away for sure, but I don't know how much like yeah, right? damage. Like then the symbolism alone too. Like this is the yeah. one thing. It hurts him. It literally is hurting him. When he puts it on more than it's hurting her. Yeah, like yeah. everything, right? Yeah. And he punches her in the face. She gets knocked out. He puts the ring away. Oh. And we're brought to our, our voiceover theater. That's right. That's right. 
This next scene is with Darkseid and with Batman. Batman, who's armored up, and Darkseid, who is just kind of watching, I guess, this whole fight between Superman and Supergirl. Who do you want to play, Cannon? Oh, man. I, I didn't think of this the whole way through. Oh, you, get, you, get to, you get to choose. I will choose. Uh, let's do. I'll do Batman. I'll be Batman. Be Batman? Okay, I'll be Darkseid with okay. my wonderful low tone voice that I have going on right now. My my cut up voice. Too much singing, cut up I guess. Voice. Cut up voice. I'll be dark side. Now, here's what here's the other question I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do any silly voices? Do you want do you want to do like a caricature or do you want to play this straight? Why would I ever want to play something straight? Yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> Always I do a lot of voices, so now I'm thinking of what yeah. I could do. Now do we want it to be silly? Because I could do we like could do a whatever So you you have the first line as Batman. <laughs> okay. Whenever you're ready. All right. Oh gosh, here we go. It is over, Dark Side. What? You will let. The- <laughs> That's amazing. You will let the gal go now. Even you must realize the folly of being the king. If there is no kingdom to rule, Batman is hunched over, draped in the armor, um, ready to pounce on Darkseid at this point. Um, Darkseid looks over and goes, I, might- I, doubt, I doubt that the battle between the two Kryptonians will bring about such destruction. This isn't about them. <laughs> and then the next panel is my favorite freaking panel in the entire it's so cool comic. Looking. Batman, like, it's a silhouette. It's all mm-hmm. black. Mm-hmm. But then it shows red drawing lines. The background's of where completely red, too. Right. Yeah. And it's like where his eyebrows would be, like narrowed, pointed down. Yeah. It's, oh, it's so cool. It's very Frank Miller-esque. Yeah. It looks like right out of Sin City. Mm. It's I really cool. That. Yeah. Black and white. Yeah. yeah. Your armory, the house boys, they've been activated. You don't have long to surrender. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm from <laughs> Bob's Burgers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Those weapons, the, the arming code is encrypted. Yes, a mother box explained that to me as it, it, as it reprogrammed the lot. You are bluffing. You are 7XLL009. Which, quick side note, they changed in the movie. They did. Which, well, I don't you know, know why. It's, it's weird. Pretty, yeah, there was no need for that. Yeah. Did they want people to understand I'm, what I'm he was saying? I'm wondering if it means something to the writer of the movie. Ooh, maybe. Maybe, I don't maybe know. Maybe it's like a little... Easter egg there. Yeah. Like, oh, let's yeah. switch it up. Oh, Easter egg. I totally missed it. I oh, forgot to tell shoot. you. Yeah. Um, in the house in Connecticut mm-hmm. with in Big Barda's house, um, there is a picture of the main character of Fathom or a sculpture on the coffee table. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like a bust. Oh, oh yeah. I saw that, that on it. the, like on the table there, yep. right? Yeah. The that's, blue... that's the main character from Fathom. Oh. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. So, the, so Batman says the launch codes. Batman says launch codes. Launch codes. At least they were. Lands another blow. Until I changed them to any of a myriad of possible letters and numbers, they say one house bar will create a fire pit. What will happen to Apocalypse when 500 of them go off simultaneously? You, you dare. You dare. <laughs> Dark side. Grabs. There's a lot of neck grabbing in this. There is a lot. Yeah, wow. That's just that's just getting to the is. quick, right yeah. to the neck. Yeah, let's not fool uh, around here. The dark side grabs Batman by the neck and like slams him to the ground. Every blow that goes against Batman, you see a little bit more armor kind of like fall off and break off. Mm. 
And he says, I could destroy you with a single blast of my Omega beams. Yes, but that would not stop the bombs. You will disarm the lot, as he says, as he throws Batman across the room. Release the girl and give your word to leave her be. He's choking him again. Choking him again. Slams him around a little bit. (laughs) Disavow, Kara Zor-El. Say it. Well played. Had the Kryptonian or the Amazon taken this gamble, they would have lost. I'm turning more into Patrick Warburton. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) They're freaking lost. (laughs) Peter. They do not have the strength of character. It would take... Let me try that again. (laughs) They would not have the strength of character it would take to destroy an entire planet to achieve success. But you, a human, you kill your own kind to win battles. As a side note, it's really funny because Batman doesn't kill anyone. Right. So he was completely bluffing this whole time. Hmm. It is an admirable quality. Take the girl. I will make no move against her. I will hold you to that promise. <laughs> and that's Superman. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he flew in he holding flew in. Kara there. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll call that scene for yeah. the first one. Yeah. Done. Superman, Wonder Woman, Barda all show up to... Batman's aid. Granny goodness is tied up in the lasso of truth. Hmm. And they're pretty much like you lost dark side. He's like, all right, get out of here. Beat it. I don't want to see you anymore. Yep. Get out of here. Get out of town where they get out of town. They do as they're told. They do actually get, they get out the, of town. They get the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> they get out of Dodge, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they return to Themyscira or Paradise Island as it can be known. And Supergirl wakes up she or Kara's woken up. She's completely clear at this point. She's not evil anymore. And she kind of um, apologizes like, you know, it's fine. It wasn't you. She goes, you know, but what if it was? There's a darkness within me. This is all pretty much very straight out of the movie as well. Yeah. They have a little bit of a memorial for Harbinger, a.k.a. Lila. And everyone kind of breaks off into their own little groups. And then this next part is where it starts to trail off a bit. Well, at least yeah. how they, how they, uh, yeah, the movie gets a lot different from here. Yeah. So in the book, um, Superman and Kara fly off to the fortress of solitude and Kara gets her Supergirl outfit. She has some more self doubt and they take off and they go to Smallville. So this, I love the Kent farm. Yeah, because whenever they do a quick cut to the Kent farm in my brain is always meanwhile on the Kent farm <laughs> right. every time, okay. no matter what if I'm reading a book. I think that if I'm watching the cartoon, I think that when I was watching Smallville. Oh, really? When they were my saying? brain just did that because they always have the establishing shot of the Kent farm. Right. It's always meanwhile on the Kent farm. <laughs> uh, what's interesting Love in it. the movie is they took a lot of elements from Smallville. Oh, really? So the sign when the movie they don't fly to Smallville. They're driving. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, that's in, true, their, yeah. they're in their civvies. Um, and they go to the Kent farm. And there's a sign that says Smallville, like home of corn. And that sign is literally a set piece from Smallville, which hmm. is interesting. 
From the uh, TV show? From the TV show. Oh. Yeah, sorry. The Smallville <laughs> TV show, CW. Right. So they go back to Smallville. Um, they're walking up, and Superman's like, man, I can't wait for some of this. Like, like Ma's probably make an apple pie. I'm excited. <laughs> so excited for them pies. And then he's meeted <laughs> with a knuckle sandwich right. through the door. That's kind of comedic to me. Yeah, it, it was pretty funny. <laughs> and especially Kara's face. She's like, eee! Like, it's her face. She says no, but her face is like, eee! Oh. Dark side, like... Kind of like the Hulk, if you've seen Thor Ragnarok through the Quinjet, the Quinjet through the Quinjet, like mm. he's just kind of like walking through it. That's what I imagine Darkseid is doing. Right. He's walking through the wall and it's just like turning into paper around him. Right. And he is pretty much like, I promise I wouldn't come after Supergirl ever again. I said nothing about coming after you. Uh, Wordplay, man. I'm telling you what. So it's the guy. As it I'm telling you, you make yeah. a deal with with the devil. You make a deal with Darkseid. You got to be careful about the details. Right. Make a wish to a genie. You better make sure that it's accurate. Exactly. <laughs> you got to spend at least a month planning out that wish. Right. At least. Oof. Anyways, Darkseid unleashes a blast of Omega Beams, which are really cool. They're not quite like Heat Vision. Right. They're heat seeking, and they can do whatever he wants, which not a lot of people realize. More often than not, he uses them to just decimate beings. Yeah. But he can use them to teleport people as well. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, and they didn't show that. And so I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, at first glance, they just are heat seeking heat vision, but mm. they can do more. That's why they're not called heat vision and so mega vision. And then this part is just this part is completely, completely different, different completely from different. here. <laughs> so he unleashes this blast. Uh, Kara jumps in the way and she is seemingly turned to dust. Mm. And all dark side says is pity. Mm. And Superman is crying holding the ash in his hands. Yeah. It's kind of very dark. So in the movie, they have this giant fight scene. Oh, it's really it badass. Cool. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Things get flown, thrown around. The Kent farmer is completely decimated. The Omega Blast hits them a couple times. Yeah. They're still up. I actually prefer what happens in the book, though. Yeah. Dark side is about to walk through a boom tube. And Superman's essentially just like, you're not going anywhere. What color are, are his eyes, Greg? Oh, they're red. Oh, you they best are? believe they're heat vision red. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All you color. see is the, the the black silhouette of Superman with the red and yellow S, and then his eyes just light up. Oof. And again, you get those like golden, warm, just fire hues that are going on with the coloring in this. There's orange. And also, what was going on in Apocalypse as well. It's the same deal. Hmm. He punches Darkseid across the farm. Um swears by the way <laughs> shut the hell yeah. up yeah well in the movie there was that one swear oh yeah yeah the uh they said bitch i don't remember when it was the uh furies when they were right because they had the 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 sword up to to barda yeah to barda and they're yeah. like we're gonna kill this bitch oh yeah yeah because they i was like Caused both off guard. <laughs> i saw it was rated pg-13 before right. i went in and i was that's like, the one swear that i was thinking that's it that's all i can do is <laughs> right. the one so they have this big fight that um, Superman launches himself at super speed through the air and like does this like titty twister. It looks like <laughs> <laughs> grabbing him, Grab, like punches them punches in them the in nipples the yeah. with both hands. So both nipples at the same time. Yeah. Another uh, Omega Blast comes out and Wonder Woman shows up and does almost what happens in Dawn of Justice. Batman v Superman when Doomsday has the heat vision. Oh. And she like uses her um, wristlets, what a gauntlets, whatever you want to call them, to block it. 
right near uh, when they're reunited, right? Right. Or yeah. When they're all reunited. Yeah. In the movie, yeah. I've never so, actually seen the movie, so the fact that oh, I know horrible. that, I know it's I need not to. Great. Yeah. Yeah. The Omega Beans get launched back at Dark Side, and that happens in a little bit in the movie as well. Instead, it's following Kara because Kara doesn't get disintegrated in the movie right not at all she flies around and then runs at dark side as or flies at dark side as fast as she can and gets out of the way at the last second and he gets hit with his own omega blast yeah there's a nice consistency that happens in one way shape or form in this yeah but that way that she did in the film was so much cooler yeah it was so cool Ugh. it really was like grabbed him and superman um grabs dark side launches him into space and lectures him <laughs> In space. You bad boy. Yeah. So, and it's pretty funny because he's just like, you know, she'll never know the simple joy of apple pie with vanilla ice cream. She'll never know what a the convertible on a warm summer night, a home run smile. Like she says, all this thing that she'll never, it's, that Carol will never know. Or the never smile of a newborn child. Yeah. <laughs> the smell of daffodils on the, on the air. Right. The ocean against your back. A dog licking your face for the first time. <laughs> Dark side kind of counters with a, you know, you prattle on about these childhood things, but like, that's not the meaning to like, you know, talk to me about the spectacle of warfare, the magnificence of vanquishing your enemy. These are the things that matter in life. So it's like, you see right away where their priorities lie. Yeah. But they're fighting in front of the sun. And for those Superman fans at home, know that Superman is getting more and more powerful. Yeah, as this is going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, he beats the, shit out of dark side but he does it a lot more aggressively in the movie in the movie remember he does that super speed like all those punches and he's oh like yeah yeah it's away. like he's got like six arms going on yeah there. yeah boom tube opens and he's brought dark side to the source wall now the source wall is um the barrier between realities almost so dark side is obsessed with the source wall something that's called the anti-life equation and if and there are some alternate realities that don't go so well where he learns the anti-life equation and like he can enslave all of reality. Really? Superman's punishment for Darksiders, which is very apt, is he um, is just like, fine, you know what? You want to learn these secrets? You're going to be entombed here like all the rest that have failed and like puts him like I almost impales him. So he leaves Darkseid there, comes back. And it turns out that the Justice League is rebuilding the Kent farm. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> but don't worry, they're paying for everything. Right. In the uh, in the movie, yeah. Martha, Martha and Jonathan Ma Kent show up Kent. in their truck and be like, our place. And then there's not really any resolution besides, oh, well, I'll fix it. Yeah. It's, it's like, nice to see some people actually doing some work. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Superman's like, I'll fix it. And Supergirl and that, because she didn't die in that. Right. Supergirl's like, and I'll help. Mm. <laughs> I know how to hammer things. I, <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, jeez. Uh, we find out that Kara is actually alive. This is all a big um, ruse to kind of play against Darkseid's ego. Hmm. And it worked. So here she's like, you know, what, do I, what am I going to do with my life? I don't know what to do. And Superman's just like, do whatever you want. Yeah. It's up to you. It's your life. She decides that she wants to be Supergirl. She's made her choice. Batman comes around and is going to trust her for the time being. Um, Superman introduces her. So this is different from the movie as well. Superman introduces her in the book to the Justice League, mm -hmm. the Teen Titans, the Outsiders, and the Justice Society. Everybody who should. Ooh, everyone and their no. mother. <laughs> right. Almost. In the movie, it's just the Amazonians and Batman and Superman. Right. 
it's kind of like a little lackluster. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, I fought with you guys earlier. Well, no, she didn't because she was she was swimming. (laughs) She was swimming. (laughs) (laughs) What a what a shot. They should have had a shot of them fighting, doing all that stuff. She's just like, "Mm -hmm, the water feels so no, they're they're fighting and she dips her her pinky or her big toe in. She goes, Ooh, this is cool. (laughs) That's so cool. Uh, we have this big hero shot of Supergirl in her outfit again saying, thank you, everyone. I'll do my best to help represent Superman. The yeah. End. The end. The end. So that was the book. That was the movie. Mm. A couple last talking points to really kind of get out of the way. The voice acting. Voice acting. Did you <laughs> agree with it? Did you like it? I did like it. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I mean... I don't follow as much like with DC uh, uh, cartoons or yeah. like films. So like I wasn't able to point out those uh, voice actors from before. Right. But the ones that you pointed out, I was like, oh, yeah, like I could hear it now. But like I I know you mentioned that they brought back some of the originals they from did. like the cartoons, so which is really cool. Kevin Conroy did the voice of Batman. And that's just classic Batman. If like the people that I've had on prior mm-hmm. have all wa- uh, watched in some way, shape or form the Batman animated series. Yeah. And whenever I ask, like, who's your Batman voice? It's always Kevin Conway. Kevin Conway. Number one. To the point where if I've had to ask, and I've done a Twitter poll, besides Kevin Conroy, who's your favorite Batman? And that's where the real conversation kind of comes up. Mine is uh, Michael Keaton. <laughs> always will be. Nice. Uh, not Val Kimmer. Um, so you have Kevin Conroy resuming his role as Batman. Tim Daly from Wings. Wings fame. Wings. Wings. Uh, he was the original voice of Superman in the animated series. Oh, okay. And he was eventually replaced on Justice League by George Newbern. They almost sound the same. <laughs> yeah. Hard. Pre- like, it's George Newbern just sounds like a weird Tim Daly. And in, in a good way, like a nice way. You just, you're just like, does Tim Daly have a cold? Yeah. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Is he under the weather? Is he under the weather right now? <laughs> Is he okay? Um, literally, everyone that they could, except for Supergirl and Darkseid was voiced by people from the animated series. Hmm. In this, I had a hard time taking Darkseid seriously. Yeah. Because it was um, Andre Brower, who I know from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, that's okay. Because yeah. I heard a little bit of that. We talked about earlier, Granny Goodness was still at Eisner, which I love. Hmm. That's just the best, period. Yeah. And then Supergirl was Summer Glau, who was from Firefly. Okay. And she's in a lot of Joss Whedon things. So I'm, I'm glad you liked the voice acting because I haven't I had anyone on that didn't really follow the animated series too much. Yeah. I no, I, I thought, yeah, it was really great. I think now that you mentioned it, the guy who voiced Darkseid, like a part, a couple parts did throw me off because like when I was reading, there was that moment when um, where he says, well played. Yeah. Like I felt like in the comic, it's more sister, like, well, played. well played. And it, but in the, in the, in the animated uh, film, he's like smiling. He's like, Oh, well played. Well played. Had the Kryptonian or the Amazon taken this game. Well, they would have lost. Like, yeah. I don't know. It was a lot. But other than that, I, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's like the voice matched. Yeah. The character with, with dark. I think dark side, if they ever do him live action, mm. it's going to be a lot easier now that, Thanos was successful. <laughs> right. They're going to get Josh Brolin to be yeah. Dark Side as I mean, well. That's all you really need to do, really. Yeah, no. How faithful was the movie to the book? Uh, literally reading page by page. Yeah, it basically we the could same. follow page by page. The only thing they changed was primarily uh, they added some fight scenes. Yeah. And then at the end, they changed a little bit of the Kara thing. Because yeah. like, the battle with Dark Side was like extended. His yeah. Omega Blasts weren't deadly. 
Um, I would say about 75 to 80%. Yeah. If I would give it a percentage. Because they didn't have the Batman badass fighting Artemis scene. Right. The whole end was different. And there's a couple lines that were, I think, were better in the book. Yeah. But... And I think the one thing that I like a little bit more than uh, more in the comic than in the film was knowing Clark's backstory a little bit in the beginning. Yeah, Cause yeah, I yeah. like, he comes in and he's like all confident and you're like, okay, but when I'm reading it, it seems like you're very lonely. Like you're yeah. very, you're alluding to that most of the time. Yeah. And that, that's not portrayed at all. Right. In this, he's yeah. just excited to have like a friend. <laughs> it seems like in the movie where in the book he's like, been longing for this right yeah um the art style of the movie versus the book do you think that was a successful adaptation to animation i think so i think apocalypse looked pretty accurate Uh, no the the oh the planet planet, apocalypse was pretty uh very orange ish hues i i thought it was pretty accurate i liked a lot of the color schemes i thought it was pretty accurate Yeah. yeah yeah sometimes they try to adapt the art style from the book to the movie. And sometimes they just don't even try. Right. Which do you prefer? Uh, so I think just, I love watching movies. It's the way that I, uh, obtain information the easiest, but I really think I like the comic more interesting just cause I like having a little bit, ah, uh, see, Oh, I might change my answer there. Cause I do yeah. like the things they added in the film. Because it's basically the same thing. Yeah. I'm changing my answer. I don't know if this is a first on the podcast, but I'm changing Ooh. my answer from comic to uh, the movie. The movie, yep. Interesting. 100%. The movie is always a lot riskier, I think, because there's a lot more that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. In the book, you have art, writing, coloring, yep. and inking. You have four things, four main elements. In an animated movie, you have all of that plus, plus voice acting. Plus music, plus like the you have to make sure the pacing is a lot better, right? Which I liked uh, that you were we were mentioning earlier yeah. about the the three different action scenes, you know, with uh, with Wonder Woman, and then go to the next one with Batman. Yeah. And that's the interwoven of those. Yeah, so yeah. You got to think of that when you're making a movie. Instead, like, how yeah. can we spice this up a bit? Oh, hands down, yeah. Um, I like the book a little bit better. Okay. A little bit better. Yeah. I agree. I'll, I like the end fight scene. I really like, and I, I go back and forth in my mind. And if I like what happened in the movie versus the book better, because hmm. the book was a little convoluted and that movie did have that badass moment where they had the Omega beams following Kara right. around. But ultimately there are the smaller things like that one line from Batman. Right. That's true. Just really sells it. Um, I'm switching my answer. I don't know if this is the first time, but I'm, I'm switching back to the, to the book. You also have a lot of that inner monologue. And yeah, that's something that I think a lot of people who adapt these things kind of, they, they discount. And we did it on our, on our reenactment as well. We just didn't read what we're in, like the little dialogue thought bubble, not thought bubbles, the narration yeah, bubbles. Narration bubble. Yeah. But it, it does add like a good flavor to it. You get to see, what their state of mind is hmm. for better or for worse. They don't include that. So I, I, I always, I think I almost always say the book. Yeah. I'm, I'm sticking always. with the book <laughs> and not just like, Oh, the book was better, but ah. because genuinely like there's a lot more character development. Yeah. That you can fit in a screen where oh, you yeah. can just read it in a panel. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Although I do like the Batman was more of a dick in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, that that uh, speak English line always gets me. So, oh my god, we were laughing about that for a while. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go. What what would you rate the book? Oh, a scale gosh. of one to ten. One to ten. Yeah. Wow. The book. I would say it's a good storyline. It yep. shows, you know, like I mentioned, that duality with Superman and Batman. Mm-hmm. I like the that whole trust of like, do you just trust somebody who comes in yep. the door? Yep. I would give this a solid. Oh gosh, I give it an eight out of ten. Eight, okay. I think that's a pretty good. Uh, okay. Accurate description, I think. Yeah. Uh, do I rate the movie too, or just the book? Well, let me do the book. Okay, we'll, okay, we'll, okay, know. okay. Yeah, um, you rate the book. I'll we'll, give the book like a, a solid seven. Okay. It's great. Yeah. It's not my favorite. Uh, it's an easy read. Yeah. A lot of these like monthly titles are pretty easy reads. That's why. That's why I picked it. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's a good reintroduction to a character that you like. I already knew, but yeah. it's a good introduction to a character that people might not know. It's very succinct. You get all of the depth. Uh, What you won't know is she gets her own monthly book after this because it was just so popular. Hmm. And she struggles a lot with what Darkseid did to her to a point where she's split into two evil hot topic Supergirl (laughs) and normal Supergirl. And they fight each other. Now, what do you think, Pippin? Yeah, like I, I didn't think it, I didn't think of that. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> uh, right in the middle. Now, oh, seven point six. Seven point six. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what about the movie? The movie. Oh, gosh, I will give it a. I think seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay. I think a little less than the movie. Right. Yeah. A little less. Yeah. But then that just says that I like the movie better. Movie. <laughs> Switching back. <laughs> Switching back, everybody. I did like just the, the character development in the story more. But yeah. me liking movies, I think I like the movie more. But I'll give it less. I'll yeah. give it less. <laughs> sure. Well, again, there's different. When you rate these, like we're not comparing. So if you like one more than the other, the score doesn't have to be higher. Right. Like you can love the story and you can love everything. But if the voice acting is terrible, that's going to drop it a couple points. Right. You know, and I didn't have any complaints with the music. Music yeah. was pretty fitting. Yeah. I didn't, the, I didn't feel like anything was off there. I, I've heard that a perfect score to a movie, you won't even notice it in there. Right. And you don't really, like it. It yeah, I didn't bother me. None. Right. I couldn't even tell you what happened in it. Just that it was orchestral. Yeah. yeah, orchestral, orchestral. I didn't uh, even know if there was music or not. I mean, I wasn't yeah, paying right? attention. Right. I mean, oh. uh, for me, it gets because it's it gets the same. I give it a seven. Okay. Yeah, it's it's great. Cross Again, the not the best, but they got the original voice actors back for the most part. Right. And that's always going to be a win mm. for me. Absolutely. All right, Kanan. That's it. Great. Thanks for thanks for having me. Hey, man. thank you so much for joining. Thank you all who are listening to this podcast. Is there anything you wanted to plug while you had you? Uh, sure. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Kanan Hess. Mm-hmm. If you need uh, help figuring out how to spell my name, we'll just have it in the yeah, we'll podcast have it in the, in the description. Notes, yeah. At Kanan Hess. I'm on Instagram at Kanan Hess mm-hmm. and on YouTube at mm-hmm. Kanan Hess. And so. on Twitch. And on Twitch at KNS. Yeah, sometimes I play the Fortnites. Yes. uh, I'm terrible at it. So if you want to watch, if you want to laugh at somebody play, I'm your guy. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. That's going to be it. All right. (laughs) 
Adapt This, a DC Animated Universe podcast, is a proud part of the Geek Generation Network. Be sure to check out all of the wonderful podcasts at thegeekgeneration.com.